leave this planet too suddenly. It just doesn't seem fair, but life isn't fair. And that is especially true in the creative arts uh, for musicians who are trying to create original music. They get a chance today to speak to somebody who's an originator, somebody who's uh, really searching for his own individual sound on the bandstand, trying to do it in a regional fashion up in Wisconsin area. But I believe that uh, he has ambition and he has a lot of gumption. And I think someday, um, well, really success is a relative term. And I look forward to figuring out not just what his goals are, but uh, sort of how he plans to make a difference in this life, which is really the most important thing. Evan Steigman, welcome to the Jake Feinberg Show. Well, thank you, Jake. That's that's very kind of you. My, my heart's very full, and uh, those words really resonate with me a lot with, you know, kind of a lot I've been going through in my, in my life lately. And, uh, you know, that's very, uh, you know, kind and very powerful and very well spoken and I'm yeah I'm, I'm excited to dig in and you know maybe I'll learn a little something about myself hopefully I will <laughs> you know, so, you know I, I, uh, can, you, can you talk about um, you know how you try musically to make a difference in your world um yeah I mean so I kind of have this philosophy or not <laughs> philosophy is kind of a, you know, a big word for it, but this, right. yeah, this, this idea that, you know, uh, there should be no incentive or, you know, anything to create anything. And there should be no like incentive behind creating something. Like I kind of have this idea that we should just get rid of, any kind of money or whatever just so people know that going into it and everybody would just be creating just for the sake of creating and wouldn't have to worry about you know oh man this is you know are my songs good enough to pay the bills because nobody should have to worry about that and you know that's kind of the way I like to think about you know music and you know really the way I want to I I, I want to help other people um join me on that mission and because i still believe there's a community out there that you know will gather if you know you play um specifically live music and will buy your records at your shows if you put on a good show um right and you know that's that's not you know you might make some money somewhere along the way but like I just, I just think there's so, I don't know. It's really unfortunate, uh, not to get too down or anything, but uh, you know, it's kind of unfortunate how expensive it can be to be a, uh, you know, a, a touring, you know, live musician these days. And if you just didn't have to worry about all that, and you could just play your best music for, you know, anybody who's willing to listen, you know, I think that's really the way I want to um, impact people on how, you know, if anybody wants to learn anything from me, that would be what I'd hope they'd take away. You, you, uh, you used a different term, but you were talking about not putting any expectations on the music, just um, 
purely intentions. You know, what is your intention going into playing the music? Um, did you, can you talk about a time in your career when uh, expectations got the better of you? I mean, there are bands out there that, you know, it's just so hard in today's, you know, I mean, coming out of COVID, even bands that were having a lot of success domestically touring, um, I mean, they've they've had to take a couple steps back and the schedule is a lot more Swiss cheese based and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't get as long tours. It's just, it's very, um, it's just so transient and it was that way before, but was there a time when you did put expectations on, on your music and, and can you talk about how you shedded that? Off out of yeah. Your- yeah. That's it's, it's funny that you asked that question because there is a very specific time because I don't even know if I mentioned this to you yet, but I'm not even 18 yet. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Young <laughs> gun, dude. Young gun. 18 in June. Uh, but congratulations, you know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but you know, that kind of, doesn't play a factor for me but uh there was this band i got involved with and i'm just not i'm not gonna throw any shade or no, share no. any details or anything but it was very like cultivated and image based and like it would change all the time and like at first i got into that group when i was like 20 late 2020 so i, I was i was 14 uh and at that time i was like yeah i was kind of just like still learning my instrument a little bit uh and you know still kind of getting on the ropes but you know it wasn't until my best friend currently actually i'll give him a shout out logan haller he's uh incredible my you know like my ride or die best friend and you know my like one of my favorite musicians and uh we were both in that band and we both got along so well and kind of united together and united specifically. Like we just had, I don't know. We have just very similar minds and somehow I don't know how we are just obsessed with the same things and have the same intentions. And I think it comes from, you know, I, I don't even necessarily know what it is. Uh, no, you're doing a fantastic job. I just, you know, I mean, like, why? I just want you, you're younger. I mean, I'm 45, so I just want you to, I mean, I, I'm i not the oldest cat in the world, but I, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, this started to change in the 80s a lot with um, hair metal bands or, you know, uh, but I, I want you to focus on this. Why? Why are audiences in today's world, why are younger audiences specifically so drawn to image-based bands? I think it's... As opposed to burning original spiritual music. I mean, you see the clips I put up of the live stuff. I'm losing my mind. It's yeah. most, <laughs> Some of it's cover, but most of it's instrumental. And most of it's... Yeah. And you talk about people who's ever willing to listen to my music. I also believe that music is made primarily to let the body dance. So yes. going back to the original question, why, and I know it's a marketing thing, mm-hmm. but why are your generation so obsessed with image as opposed to actual con- original content? I think it. I think it's got to do with what they want to reflect themselves as. Like huh. 
people people will I mean I know so many people that you know just model themselves over you know whoever's big and popular right now and I'm like that's that's not a new thing at all but it's just the what is new and big and popular right now I think that kind of changes it at all it's just a little bit I don't know. I don't mean to trash on anything that's new because I, I like a lot of... No, uh, no, no, no. I want to be clear about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's always... Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you go back to Peter Rowan or all these cats. I mean, everybody begged, borrowed, and steal, but they did want to be themselves. Are you saying right. cats today are more interested in comping somebody who's big as opposed to actually finding their own voice? I, I think so because it's, it's easier, and it has been such a hard time these last yeah. few years where mm -hmm. a lot of people my age, like either kind of sank or swim uh, in their kind of development. Cause you know, I'm a senior in high school and COVID started kind of in the middle of the end of my eighth grade year. And that's, you know, quite pretty big chunk of developmental time. And, you know, thankfully I, <laughs> I spent 2020 going around riding my bike, listening to the dead all day uh, rather than, you know, just, getting i don't know depressed and yeah get it get outside know. get the fresh air i mean right you know, exercise yeah. listen to some great spiritual music i did but you're Absolutely. right <laughs> you think that the market and also people's just sort of uh because you're really going out on a limb but I, mm -hmm. to me it's very um i think it's really a reflection of our the socio-political environment as well the music is a reflection of that which is play it safe copy people not necessarily a tribute band but you know copy someone's vibe or persona and hopefully that'll get butts in the seats i mean the amount of image bands that are making good money as opposed to original bands who are road dogging it it's really a travesty to me you know right yeah, yeah, that's very well said, and and I I definitely don't want to trash Image at all because like my favorite, my favorite band like of all time is uh this band King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I, no, there's I, no, I there's heard... no. You don't need to preface any. I don't want it. We're not judging. I just think we're we're stating the facts. You know. Yeah, and I'm I'm just saying like it's the way the image is done. It's the way, it's it's how digestible it is, hmm. and like. I think I think it's about uh whether you pay more attention to detail or not like I I don't know if it's I th I think people criticize like attention span too much and I really think it's more attention to detail where wow. somebody wow. somebody somebody could listen to you know I still know people that listen to entire new albums you know entire full length albums and like people it's it's not as dead as people think but I think it's just easier for them to listen to a longer thing with less detail than it is to listen to like a shorter piece of music with lots of intricacies and things like that. And, you know, not really listening in depth, you know, it's, it's, it, like you said, it's really not like the spiritual level of anything. And it's, it's not the, you know, it's not reacting in the way the human body was made to. Uh, it's, that's exactly, no, know. that's the point, man. I mean, we just lost my dear uncle, fa Father Dom Famolaro. I mean, he oh, was man. talking about, you know, 
what is the it's about the message that you're delivering it's not about yeah. the clothes you wear or the spastic lasers or the freak right. you know like i don't know what that's i mean i guess that's doing it for that's the scary part for me that's doing it for people people are willing to yeah. pay huge money for no i mean i guess it make, makes them feel good but it's not the the human vibration of the music that's doing that it's just everything ancillary to that yeah no doubt and like i think there's there's something to like how just artificial and every how fake everything's become how you know right, the ai the factor yeah totally yeah down to the clothes everybody wears you know the advertisements we see all that stuff that's you know so fabricated and fake uh it's just like all this you know cookie cutter right. basic stuff that you know is basically kind of just a soundtrack for that and you know that's exactly so how let me ask you as opposed to pontificating yeah. how do you keep where do you fall in between obviously you have a big palette of broad taste in music but yeah. your own, if you had your druthers i mean what is what do you think it would take for your generation specifically to be willing to pay you know 20 30 bucks to go see original music where they don't know necessarily what to expect that's the thing everyone's everyone wants to know what to expect yeah and and how do we get away i mean i mean psychedelics can do that a lot but <laughs> yeah like 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 where it's just you know I, i'm not i know you're a musician and not a, a business person but i just mm -hmm. I, I just i know yeah it's just i mean with the cost of living and everything else it's just it it's just it's funny you're wearing a santa cruz cap right now because <laughs> i interviewed this guy dallas hodge yesterday from the legendary hodge family yeah yeah hodge being his brother and like dude he brought his whole band from Detroit to Santa Cruz back in the late seventies, wound up connecting with Steve Marriott, who was in humble pie and small faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but even before they connected with him, they were, they were still playing Monterey, Santa Cruz, San Jose. I mean, they somehow, I mean, you could, you could be a professional musician for a living. That's yeah. like a pipe dream. Unless you are, channeling something that everybody knows and is willing to quote and then the more that they know the more they they're willing to invest in it you can rip yeah. on any way you want yeah i i think i really do have faith and i i do notice it a little bit uh in just like how many people even even with you know just popular artists how many people do want to go see them live Right. is you know i think bigger than ever because of you know i think that's one thing that covid benefited was like that you know fear of myth missing out and people you mm. know whether it's they just want to go get hammered or whatever and just want an excuse for that it still sells tickets and it still gets people to watch the show uh and you know there's the whole debate about, you know, people being on their phones filming the whole time and stuff like that. And I think there's, you know, somewhere in between for all of that. I'm, you know, of of the belief that archiving is good. 
uh, but that's a whole other debate. Well, you get, the, but, you get it, get it where where you're about to, you know, orgasm on the bandstand, right? I mean, you yeah. don't do it the whole damn show. You get it when it's most intense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but the people that yeah, why. I mean, like the people that just sit there and, and videotape for an hour, and I don't quite understand that. What yeah. Do you think, though? I mean, you're you're telling me though that your your the cats you hang out with. There are people who are listening side A, side B, taking in the content and and being analytical about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not a, a majority of people, but it's definitely not hard to find people like just, you know, 45 minutes away or so from me is Milwaukee. And that's a huge, you know, you walk into basically every bar there and any like kind of uh, popular you know neighborhood or district and they have you know turntable djs every night you know back to back to back to back and you know there's a great venue in milwaukee called cactus club and there's a there's the bar with the vinyl dj set up and then there's a, a glass door that goes into like this 100 cap venue and it's just like incredible and you see it's so many different kinds of people there and you know it's there there definitely are still people and i think it's uh you know i think it does come out of just a desire um for you know i think it there's no doubt that it is less than it was at one point you know no no question about that but i think there's people that once they discover it there's something about you know the fulfillment that it provide provides, you know, the spirit that nothing else does. It's, it's like a, you know, uh, secret, you know. Well, it's called, it's called healing. It's, you get healed. Yeah, exactly. You, yes. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. Uh, I mean, it's just so great to talk to you because my older daughter is your age and is actually visiting UMass Amherst today. So I just find it funny that I'm going to text her later and be like, dude, I interviewed this cat who was He's a senior in high school, just like you are. He's incredible, <laughs> cool. man. Like, I mean, that takes where where do you want to grow the most? I mean, no, I, I don't people say don't ever get satisfied, or you know, but you know, life is a bunch of ebbs and flows. And there, you know, there are weeks where I'll do 15 interviews and then there'll be a week where I do none. Um, mm-hmm. or the fire is burning heavily, or it's not. But for me, it's kind of goes back to what we talked about before, even though there are clearly realities related to life and having to afford life. I mean, you need money, but I'm always trying to create, whether it was Evan Steidman, whether it was McLaughlin, whether it was Cobham, you know, Dami Fumalaro, Al Miola had a heart attack on stage this week. Really? Russell Batiste just passed away. Life is fleeting. So I say it is paramount to constantly create, regardless if it's filling up your bank account or not. How often do you get out and are you able to create music with your peers? Um, with my peers, uh, getting into something else now where you're talking about another thing that sits in my craw is this idea of now I love the hundred seat venue at the cat club, but I'm not happy about, I mean, it's a huge thing, but DJs are another destructive force of live music in the sense that. And that's not really their fault. Bar owners are just like, oh, why are we paying for a quintet when we can just get a guy to spin Rex? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You rip on that any way you want. 
No, so th- that's what's cool about that place, though, is it's separate. There's the door, you know, there's like the yeah, bar. Yeah, totally, and, totally. And, you know, you you pay the ticket, you know, you pay to get in so the artists get paid, you know what I mean? Like you, And then they close the door and they let you in and you watch the show and you don't get distracted by the bar and the bar doesn't get distracted, you know, and the DJ doesn't fuck with the show or anything like that, you know, and it's like... You get you you get you get you get everything whoever you know whoever whatever you're looking for you're gonna get it uh, yeah but I mean are you satisfied I mean you play in isolation a lot that's definitely a 21st century thing everybody does that mm-hmm. there's some but I know you've been in bands before and even though that 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 in itself creates new challenges yeah do you do you, do you feel satisfied with the amount of opportunities you get to play with other cats. Well, yeah, I mean, on the horizon, it's just kind of like a slow period right now with like, you know, my other project that I'm getting going right now, like my, uh, the, the drummer, it's, it's me and a drummer and, you know, it's, it's kind of noisy and there's, you know, it's very experimental, uh, but she's, you know, in college and she's just getting into that. So it's, it's not that, you know, there's no opportunities and there's another, uh, there's, actually a couple great bands that uh you know i've either played with or i'm you know like there's a show in january uh that this my buddy uh bryce o'boyle he's uh the like the main guy in this band called culture garden and uh there's a show like the first show is going to be in january so we're shooting for that and then uh you know there's another uh another band that i've kind of been sort of in and in and out of playing bass and called health club uh you know just people doing other projects and stuff so there's there's definitely like that's my favorite thing to do is play with other people so i i go hungry without it so it's like i'm i definitely don't like playing on my own <laughs> uh sure. and then i talked about my friend logan uh He's actually got a couple singles out under his name, Logan Scott. And uh, we do like a duo acoustic thing. And like, it's me and him. And he's got a 12, two 12 strings. I've got a six string and a Hawaiian steel. And we've been, you know, playing some, some music, you know, like that. And yeah, just all kinds of stuff going on really. And, you know, it's, it's kind of just, none of it's tangible and i i kind of like it that way sometimes you know you never know what to expect well the other thing you have going for you is that you are only 18 years old which is kind mm-hmm. of a, i mean are you have you thought about um going away for school or do you think you'll stay i mean only only because like literally my daughter Hannah she just she's visiting UMass Amherst Mm-hmm. which is like a, a totally happening college town perfect place for you know someone like Steinman to go in and start blowing up joints you know uh have a ball uh, uh do you think you'll have you thought about that i, I mean are, are you somebody that to me it seems like you're walking into the possibly the most fertile time of your life as it relates to playing in music with other people yeah yeah i've definitely been looking at it and like not to get too into this subject, but like things, you know, kind of with my family are, you know, a little tumultuous. So it's of course everything it, always. 
Yeah, if, if if there's, you know, if there's any college I'm going to, it would definitely have to be for music because that's the only way I could, you know, fund it on my own, uh, you know, to be getting a scholarship through that. But I would love to go for, you know, production or engineering or, you know, music business or anything of that sort, you know. And I mean, Madison is, you know, like the college town in the United States. And that's only a couple hours from me. So, you know, I could go there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm planning to, uh, you know, go full time. And once I graduate and travel, you know, 2024 and just, you know, feel it out and see where I want to go and what I want to do. Cause music <laughs> is, you know, music is number one, no matter what, like that's just that's just what I'm following, you know, it's just whatever music is telling me. Can you talk about like uh, an example when you follow the muse musically? I mean, I know you're, 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 you're one of the youngest cats I've ever interviewed, <laughs> but how have you learned to trust in that? Like you said, this is kind of a, a downtime. You're talking about gigs in January. You know, you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, there's just, there's just not a huge touring circuit for anybody right now, unless you are yeah. a big name. So what, can you talk about an example when you learn, even though people might've been saying you're crazy, you're nuts, but you followed the musical muse and it led you to now say what you said, which is it's my calling. And that's what I'm, that's number one. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of any. Well, how about that? You, you can think about that. Let me let yeah, me yeah, ask yeah. you about um, leadership. What yeah, is yeah. your concept of leadership and what it makes a strong leader on the bandstand? Um, yeah, I, I, I actually have pretty, pretty strong opinions about this because the, the, same kind of band I mentioned before was kind of run by a tater type and that just really made me very I already was opposed to it but it just made me even stronger opposed to it so it, it can't be that it has to be unifying and it has to be all on the same page uh, you know musically and like mentally you all have to be I, I mean to be a leader I think has to be you know able to just be one with everybody else but to just be you know a pusher you know drive and you know bring everybody with you and I I think at least that's like any sports I played in my life, my favorite like coaches, I've always been the ones that are just like most relatable and, you know, just seem like, you know, they deserve the title of the leader, you know, like, I mean, with all the, any, any of the big jazz guys or whatever, you know, some maybe were, some weren't, but if it was, you know, up to me, I would like them to, if I knew going into the, into it that I was, you know, following a leader, um, 
I would hope that the leader would just, you know, be like the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like, I I know who who's in charge, but you know, now that I know that, just be be an equal. I love that. I mean, it's funny because bringing up Father Dom, rest in peace. He talked about this idea of some bad leaders. It's always about them having to be right. They have to be right. It's yeah. Them. And, you know, they can't see or they don't realize, like with Miles, I mean, Dave Holland told me that, uh, you know, when Coltrane first joined Miles, um, he would keep walking up to him and say, what do you want me to play? What do you want me to play? Miles would keep turning his back on him. And Train finally realized that uh, Miles brought him in to be him. Yeah. And that to me is a great leader. But, you know, you get in those situations where, and I'm not a musician, but I can only imagine being in a situation where you're making decent bread, but yet you're in a band that is stifled because the leader only thinks that he's right. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think that's very common, unfortunately. And it, it is. It, Ego. It, 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 it makes people settle for less than what's, you know, that's exactly what, right. what their muse desires, you know, yeah. just because they go, oh, you know, this, it's just how it is. So this is just what I, you know, should expect, but they're just not looking in the right places. And that's what's so unfortunate is if they looked in the right places, all these, you know, creators would be brought back to life and, you know, they would be brought to the forefront where they deserve to be rather than the, you know, the ones who are just there to sell tickets. You said something interesting. You said, let the leader let you know that they're in charge. And after that, we're all equals. Yeah. But what does it mean? What are the important parts? Because you, you have too many cooks in the kitchen. That's another problem. You can't have four leaders. So what is what are the major qualities of where they have to be the leader? Um, I mean, kind of like a... I would say like a, a tiebreaker if there's any kind of debates or anything, yeah. you know, then they could be brought in for that. But like, I don't know. I think it should just all be, you know, going into it. If you agree that, you know, this person is who you're going to listen to and such and such scenario. Uh, and that's, you know, the only point where they have more power than anybody else then I think that is what, you know, makes a leader, you know, good to direct other people, you know. Uh, it, it depends on what the goal is for the leader. I mean, like with Miles, for sure, like his goal was different because he just wanted Train to play like Train. But if he wanted Train to play like something else, Train would have played like something else, you know what I mean? Like, and it just depends on what the goal is, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I think the to me the a good leader is you know somebody who's going to surround themselves with people they're going to bring them in so that that person can do their thing. Mm -hmm. The minute you take away their, the minute you take away any kind of creative control or freedom, like you said, that person's just going to mail it in, and you're going to get half the result that you want. You know, uh, right? Or, you know, you just you're basically like I just like you're going to give me no individuality here um and and so 
as it relates to your the lineage of your playing um you know are you somebody that's working on being less noty on the guitar or are you somebody who really relishes those those really dense rhythm chops and that leads to some sort of improvisation and stretching out um yeah i think improvisation is you know like kind of always going to be my thing like ever since i've discovered it you know like every every of every single one of my favorite artists to listen to to play on my own like is improvised in one way or another and i think that's you know just kind of always going to be like home base for me uh and you know i i think i've i've so i first started on guitar just learning by ear for i don't really even know how long a year a year and a half maybe two years and i finally got lessons to kind of uh help you know decipher things and stuff like that but then i got just really into improvising and then like none of that stuff applies like none of the ear training none of the stuff you learned like literally none of it means anything because you're just playing what you feel should be played and none of it's right and none of it's wrong theoretically or otherwise you know it's like and I think that's always just going to be the way I see it and the way I want music to you know serve me um I'm I'm curious you don't I mean to me um like lessons and rudiments like that there's some place for that but being ear trained I mean, if you're talking about improv improvising within the, a band, I mean, you do want to make sure that people are listening to each other. And if you have big ears, it seems to me like that would be relevant to improvisation. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that none of it's been useful for me in any way. Right. Like, it definitely has. Uh, and there is some baseline that I think everybody should learn. Um but just when you that's that's where originality comes from though it's like when you just start playing what you feel and like i mean i had one of the, the the best examples i can think of is like ornette coleman where it's just like he just completely i'm sure he knows you know I'm, I'm in fact i know he knows you know theory or whatever what he's doing but it doesn't sound like it. It's just... You're absolutely you know. right. No, I mean, those guys were... You're nailing it. Uh, guys like... Uh, I don't listen to a lot of Archie Shep or Ornette or Albert Ayler. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those guys knew the fundamentals. It's just they yeah. were like... We're like... They're like... They were sick and tired of like the standards that were being set to be considered a jazz musician. So it was like, right. we're going to do, yeah, we know that stuff, but we're going to do something different. And to us, it's just as valid. It's not about playing standards or know how many standards do you know, or 
Yeah. But, you know, to, to them, it's like, we know the stuff, but we're bored to death of it. So we're going to stress. Yeah. That takes guts, yeah. man. And to this day, a lot of people still, musicians I respect a lot, older cats, not so much Ornette, but they'll talk about Isler and Shep and say that those guys were squeaking and squawking. They didn't know how to play changes. They couldn't back <laughs> up a singer. There was no... And, and this is the other thing. The, the music they were playing was free, so there was no sort of essence about the tradition of the music that came before them, You know, going back to bebop and swing. You didn't hear that. So to, right. for a lot of people, they they're like they think they're squeaking and squawking, but I love the fact that yeah, you know, at some point you just put your you put your foot in the ground and say, hey, you know what? Like, I know the I know the rudiments, and I just want to play what I feel, preferably with other people, and you're reacting off sounds. That's yeah. ideal. But I mean, that's petrifying for a lot of people, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. But mm. those guys really. We're going out and pushing. They were pushing boundaries hard, but it didn't mean yeah. a lot of those cats. A lot of cats that are critical of them say they didn't know the basics, which a lot of other people will say that's not true. They did. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I've I've always thought that was kind of strange when they say, I don't like it's debated if they knew anything or not. I mean, right. I would trust their word, but. Maybe I'm, you know. Just... No, I, I talked to enough cats who like played with them. Like they could play changes. They knew yeah. how to play. They, they were just bored to death in that crowd. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's just like. And they were geniuses. Yeah, I think that's what you know sets them apart. Is like that's you know either I don't know. There's like a couple different steps. There's people that give up before they even learn. You know. Mm -hmm the basics like the very very basics and there's the people who develop their own drive for you know cutting something new out um and you know then there's the people who really you know execute on that and you know make it without considering anything that came before it and you know making it unworthy of comparison Amazing that I'm asking you this question, but where do you want to grow the most? Obviously, there's tumult in our society. Every family, there's a high level of stress. I mean, I know my daughter at 18 years old, brilliant kid, can't really see it. There's just so much distraction now, so much negativity, so much cognitive dissonance. And mm -hmm. and, and so I, I feel like one of my roles as a dad that I'm good at is being an open door for her to be able to talk about her angst. Because I know that when I was your age, uh, there were no, we didn't even have dial-up modems at that point. We were yeah. just like, I mean, it was full analog. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had, we used our imaginations, we used fantasy. And I can honestly say that looking back on that now, the Jake Feinberg show that you're connecting with in present day is hmm. because of the fact that I, I had to use my imagination. I had right. to be, there was no interface. There was no blocking of the technology that, that technology block. And I just wonder for you, Evan Steidman, at this point, Sunday, October first, twenty twenty three, 
what is an area in your life, uh, musically or personally, that you need to grow in the most? Um, yeah. Um, well, personally, I would really like to, uh, you know, just grow on, you know, being kinder to myself because I always, you know, it's, it's, it, it sounds very simple, but to me, it, it can be very tricky. Uh, and that's kind of the biggest thing I want to improve in. Uh, and, you know, it's, I have, you know, a couple different things, you know, in my, in my brain that make that a little difficult, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it and, you're talking, you know, about, you're talking about self self love, right? Yeah, and, and absolutely essential, my friend. And I just want to say, the mere fact that you're on the Jake Feinberg show today means that you are in a very blessed spot, and you must spend time every day, even if it's just a few minutes. Create definitely creating, and not feeling guilty about. It being selfish or self-love, this stuff is essential. And I've seen people that are givers like myself. I mean, I love myself very much. I also have a lot of anxiety, but I love myself very much. Mm -hmm. I've seen people, and I'm also a giver, but I've seen people who give, who are brilliant, very talented, very successful in some ways, give and give and give and give. And then they get into a dark spot, whatever those voices are in your head, or in their head, you get in the dark spot, and because you've never given yourself time for self-love, it gets mm -hmm. dark, and they do something drastic. So my message to you today is: it is a self. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Self-love is essential. It's very hard if it's not being modeled for you, if it's never been modeled for you. Mm -hmm. But you have to find a way. Little carve out a little piece of the day, or when you're starting to feel good. And you say, why am I feeling like this? I don't deserve it. You say, yes, I do. Okay. I do love myself. And give yourself that because I'm telling you, as you move forward in life, when you come across adversity, you're going to need that well of enlightenment to sustain. Well, yeah, that's that's very kind. And I'll definitely, uh, you know, I, I will. I'll try and, you know, make sure I'm not forgetting that during the day and Every day, yeah. every day, and, and don't, you know, it, I just try to, it's not, it, it's, it's not selfish that you're feeling that way. It's not, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're lazy. I mean, it, it, it means, I mean, again, I grew up in a different kind of house, so I, this was very comfortable for me. Um, and it's, <clears throat> but some people would say, oh, you're, you know, my kids or something, you know, say, you know, sometimes I'm too self-absorbed or. Uh, I mean, my own thing. And I told them, you know what? If you want me to be a good father, then yeah, I have to love myself. I'm yeah. Sorry. I have to. I'm not, I'm not going to Vegas and gambling away the college fund. I'm not womanizing. I, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? Yes, I'm going to go see Mapache. I'm going to go see Circles yeah. Around the Sun. I'm going to rage. Because you know what? I'm going to come back from that self-soothing and I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better worker. You know, I'll be able to give more light to the world. Yeah. You're, I'm just yeah. giving you that message because at 18, you haven't really reached your full independence or autonomy yet. Mm -hmm. But you need to start cultivating self-love 
because those voices will stay, but they'll get softer and quieter and quieter as you get older. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping so, and um, you know, your words definitely mean a lot to me, and you know, definitely were good to hear. Um, and you know, I I agree that you know that when you go out and have a good time at a show, it 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 just improves you, even if you don't, you know, even if you just go there, don't say a word, you just watch the show and leave. It just you know, it just resets you. I don't, I'm sure there's something scientific behind it, but, but you know, me leaving a show, I'm, I'm sure I would, you know, be kinder to just the next person I interact with just because I'm going to be in a better spot, you know, mentally, you know, spiritually and otherwise that, you know, since it's, I don't know, like we've kind of touched on this a little bit since it is kind of this untapped part of the human instinct to, you know, go to these shows and experience music in this way uh, that I think really takes, you know, takes you a long way as a person. Well, I, I just know for me, and I have a pretty avant-garde approach to live music, but um, my it just slows my nervous system down. I mean, it's yeah. as good as any psychotherapy that I would have ever had in my life. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. At least, depending on how many shows I get to see in a period of time, and like I'm off to the East Coast this week, and, you know, I mean, I could totally freaking, you know, <clears throat> sell out with, you know, four nights of mapache, but I'm going to go and see all different, I'm going to see Robbie Shankar's daughter. I'm going to see Samoa Wilson. I'm going to see Andy Hess and, you know, and I'm going to see mapache, but the point is I'm a journalist. So the more yeah. music that you see and, and liberate to, the longer my heart stays open. Yeah. And it's funny. I actually just saw something like on Instagram or something. I didn't even it, it might have been fake, honestly, but I I would believe it. It was some article that said, you know, seeing live music like once every two weeks adds nine years to your lifespan or something. And, you know, just, you know, if that's true, I mean, I don't know anybody listening. Don't don't quote me on it. Go do your own research. But, you know, I I would believe it. You know, I've. Just... I absolutely think it's, I mean, whether or not it's scientifically proven, the music, especially if it's really, I mean, if it's stuff, the other part of it is for me is just doing interviews like this with my peers or my elders and then going and seeing them play music, you're on a soul level with them. Some of them you're very close with and all mm -hmm. of a sudden it takes on a familial vibe. It's not like just showing up, hearing the tunes you love, and checking out it's like full-on making love on the bandstand audience <laughs> and collective consciousness and so i will say i walk out higher energy level higher vibration and yet if you keep yourself healthy well i mean there's a reason why musicians also <laughs> tend to have decent i mean some of them thinking about like kenny burrell not getting any younger rob mm -hmm. carter all these amazing shaman cats, they're still here. 
primarily because they've been healing themselves through the music, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's really, I think that can tie back to what we were talking about earlier with, you know, just having no expectations or, you know, kind of profit incentive for these guys. Like, that's just the way they were meant to be. That's their, you know, that's kind of their full bloom potential as person is to just be these, you know, stress-free creators and, you know, I like the word, you know, that you use shaman, like that's very accurate, you know, they're just doing what they do and it's very admirable and almost kind of, you know, I'm not religious, but in almost kind of a, uh, you know, religious type no, of it's a, way. It's a holy experience, it's a sacred journey. Absolutely, yeah. And that's, a, yeah. that's about, I mean, even in the Bible, David David danced, you know, I mean, listen, the the music is... Uh, really essential uh, in so many levels. I think also just, I guess my final question for you in set one, Brother Steidman, is just have you learned that you are only partially responsible for what comes out of you or your apparatus? Uh, meaning that like, there are some cats, we were talking about leaders before who were caught up in themselves, but this is another situation where some musicians or uh, artists will go through their whole career thinking that they were fully responsible for whatever came out of their mouth or their their apparatus. And so as they get older, the phone stops ringing so much. And because they were so, their ego was so invested, they're pretty resentful. As opposed mm -hmm. to people who like Johnny McLaughlin or other people like that, who I know realize that once they get out of their own way and become a conduit for information coming through them from the heavens, that's when the magic occurs. But that means they're only partially responsible for it. Yeah. So I want to talk about your own evolution because when you're younger, yeah, you're cocky. People say you're young and dumb, but some people would say that's the time when you think you are responsible for your, your wallowing in your greatness. I just want to know where you're at with that. It it's funny that you actually tapped on this because this is kind of the thing I think about nonstop is like, will I be successful because of X and Y thing that I have said or done or has happened in my life or whatever, or, you know, was my response to this thing like appropriate because I want to, you know, follow the music in my life. And I know that it can be tough out there and people can have expectations for you as, you know, a role model but I just I I think I have you know every now and then I just have to take a step back and you know tell myself that I feel like I'm putting you know I'm still so young and I'm putting so much pressure on myself that even people that are you know many 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 decades older than I am and they just don't care uh, about any consequences of actions or anything and I just want to be a good person I just want to be a good admirable person that people can relate to and share with and you know trust and that's kind of just my ultimate you know goal but it can be hard sometimes when you see people you know I don't know some some things are you know 
there's definitely some celebrities or whatever people in positions of power that don't deserve it because they can kind of be you know dirt bags but I don't want to be in a position of power and that's kind of the that's that's just the way I see it you know I don't I don't want to have any power I just want to you know play the music that I want to play and create what I want to create uh you know audibly visually otherwise whatever um and yeah i mean i just i think it can be difficult uh because even if you don't have expectations for yourself um the world may and society or would... at least yeah that society will you know put that on you i you know brother Steven, it it's been enlightening to hear the perspective of a cat who's not even, a, you know, old enough to vote yet. Uh, mm. But, um, yeah, let's pick up this conversation down the road, man, and just try every day, really important, to self, for to cultivate self-love and to give yourself permission to be non-judgmental of yourself. Um, at the end of the day, um, life is really about making a difference. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with, you know, making enough money so that you can donate $10 million to your favorite cause. That's mm -hmm. great. That's some people's way of doing it. Mm -hmm. but there's other There's other ways of doing it, like this interview that will go up later, and then somebody in Australia or Brazil listens to it and within our conversation something hits them that gives them some inspiration or makes them smile or stuff you'll never know about but that's unquantifiable difference making and you should yeah. always if you're in the right frame of mind that's what it's about and I just want to be clear at 18 years old I would not have known what to do with this information so don't sweat it. It's just ease into it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Find a way to self-love, my brother. I will try my best. You you as well, too. I mean, everybody needs it. And, you know, I think you're doing a job with all your, you know, interviews and shows and just being the, the positive. You you're, know. you're finding you're finding yourself getting happy when you watch my stuff. Like you just laugh. I mean, that's really all I care about. Yeah, yeah. Or learning something. Cool. Yeah, that's all I really care about. It's just cool to see somebody that's so like unashamed to. I mean, I'll send somebody a clip, and they're like, "Why is this guy yelling?" And I'm like, "I don't even like notice it." <laughs> like, I, I love it, I, dude. I, I freaking yeah. dude that nail because you know what? It, that, that's the point. It's like I'm not like it, it's. I'm exuberant. So right. let's have a good time. And if you're that square and you're that into the formula trip, that's cool. But yeah, like yeah, I said, no shame, no guilt, no judgment. Straight ahead. Be yourself and we'll be in touch, my brother. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to see when this goes up. Tag me and uh Oh yeah, man. And send, send, you know, send me a send me a photo for the for the web post. But it'll probably go up later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Yeah, be cool. And uh, you got a long road ahead of you. So just enjoy Thank the ride, you. man.
Thank you. You too. <laughs> All right, bro. Much All right, love. peace. peace. Bye.